Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters with your hosts, Walker Neer and Brett Lindley. I'm Walker, and today we're discussing the inaccessible value found in the community and sharing aspects of gaming. So what's up, Brett? What's uh, What's got you picking up your sticks lately? Hey, man. I have... Uh been pretty singularly focused as as usual we know that i stick to games for incredible lengths of time just like and, me just like yeah me. right yeah i mean I, you know <laughs> 10 minutes and drop it you know hey i, I got everything i need to know about this game <laughs> it's a length of time how about that it's a, a oh okay so when we stick for games for a length of time, a that's, length of even. time. that's our equal <laughs> My length anyway. of time just varies greatly. I may or may not have put in like 150 hours in the last two weeks into Space Engineers. Aha! Space now, all engineer. of that time is not active playtime, um, but it's still... I, I pulled up my Steam page for something else that we'll get to, and, and yeah, I just saw it there. I was like, oh, wow! <laughs> so in the world of 30,000 Steam games to choose from... Uh what is space engineers so uh, space engineers is again kind of a survivally sandboxy voxel creation game but not a lot of emphasis on survival like okay there's you manage your oxygen and that's about it um but it's uh it's a lot more physics based it's a lot similar to like kind of a minecraft meets kerbal space program Mm. um but a little bit more leaning gameplay wise toward like the fantasy of space like it's not whereas Kerbal Space Program is very lot more like kind of scientific and how orbital mechanics work and like delta v and thrust to weight ratios and stuff like that Uh, Space Engineers is a lot more fast and loose with the physics where you can have all of your engines on one side of the ship and it's not just going to spin in a circle like for the most part there's some attention that you should pay to like there's a like weight distribution and things like that like if you build a very top heavy rover it's going to fall over but it's kind of a exploration and building simulation game with you know spaceships and moving parts pistons rotors you can make mechs you can make you know drilling rigs or just cool buildings or uh really kind of whatever you want in that that area with a little bit more like tools for it's not all just cubes. Um, you've got different slants and wedges and corners and curved blocks and decorative elements like couches or command stations or whatever. Some of them are decorative. Some of them have, you know, like purpose or whatever. But it, it originally, I, I don't even know how long ago it released. Probably, I don't know, like five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. I had picked it up on launch because it looked really cool. And uh, it, it it's still... Like it, it looked really cool, but it, it was very difficult. It was there was a lot of stuff that you had to manage, even in a simpler version of the game, where like you start kind of in the original version of the game, it was just kind of in space. There were some asteroids, you could build ships, and that was really it. Um, they didn't have like planets or, or atmosphere or physics or things like that yet, and it was a lot harder because you would have to mine ice and put that in into an oxygen converter to make oxygen for your tank. And then if you wanted like a space station, you would actually have to kind of pressurize it and fill it with oxygen. And there were mechanics for all of that. And it was, there was a lot to it. It, And it just seemed like a very steep learning curve. Mm. And 
I guess, I don't know, for some reason at the time, I was like, well, I already bought it, but I'm not really interested. Maybe later when it's out of early access or something. Um, and it's been out of early access for a while. And I don't know what caused me to stumble back into it, but I, I had a couple weeks vacation uh, for winter break and then also got the the plague, which I am still kind of suffering from. Um, <clears throat> and... It was just something that I could really sink my teeth into and play for long stretches of time to to kind of get into it. I think it was probably a YouTube series or some YouTube videos kind of popped up about it, and I checked them out. And I started watching more and more, and I started getting excited, and I was like, I mean, I own this game. Why don't I just go play? And so the first thing that I did, of course, is for a game that I don't remember any of the systems or structure on or any of the rules or how difficult it is or anything is I'm going to go download 40 mods. Um, because that's how I do. (laughs) And, and I figured I might as well do the mod download part now instead of, and just learn the game with the mods. I'm going to be learning stuff anyway. So I might as well just add that to the learning pile instead of trying to figure out the game and then wanting to mod it and restart again and again and again. Of course, I did restart again and again and again, um, (laughs) partially because I was fine-tuning my mods and partially because as you gain an understanding of the game, you kind of like, well, I want to redo all of this over, but better would be more fun than tearing apart everything I have right now and just rebuilding it, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's, you know, the way that you described it in, I I don't know what episode it was, but you talked about it in one of the episodes where you were really into Minecraft when you were playing that modded version of Minecraft about how like, like the quest, (laughs) if you will, to find, to find good mods is, is in and of itself almost a, uh, you know, I don't know if it's a mini game or a meta game, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it's a, it's in its own adventure. Yeah, exactly, and and I think that's really fair. Um, not to completely derail you, no. But, but it, it, I I I've had this thought for a bit uh, longer than we've been talking today, <laughs> um, and that is there's another game that's a space voxel game. Um, that you have played a lot and even had at one point at least had some YouTube videos for, I don't know if you still do, but called star made. Yes. So how is star made similar to space engineers? Um, really? Yes or, or... No. So yeah. p- parts of it are like, I would say that star made is more, well, especially right now, uh, star made is definitely just a building game and okay. there's not really, it, it, you almost, that's probably one of the few games that I've only played like creative mode because the survival quote unquote mode exists, but there's, you reach the point of like infinite sustainability in like half an hour, if you know what you're doing gotcha. and just infinite resources at that point, not quite, but basically. So you may as well be in creative mode. Right. And, and it has a lot of, even in the sur- quote unquote survival mode has a lot of just creative mode tools, lots of like mirrored planes and ability to build, you know, very complex things or whatever, but it also doesn't really have much in the way right now of content. So there are quote unquote planets, but you can't really do anything with them. Gravity works weird. You can like build a base on them, but it serves no purpose. Um, you know, there's kind of a trade mechanic in place, but a, a lot of the systems in star made right now are getting completely ripped out and completely rebuilt from the ground up. I believe that that, maybe late this year to early 2021 maybe 
is when they're pushing for a full release of Star Maid. Now, Star Maid's also been in early access for like five years or something. And uh, it, it looks like it could be fun again later. And I've put a lot of time into Star Maid. I really enjoyed that game a lot. Um, but I'm pretty much just put it on the back burner because of how much everything's going to change. I've already had to relearn that game two or three times because they've kind of changed the fundamental core structure of the, the rules and how the game plays and all that stuff. So I just don't want to constantly relearn that and then have it change. Right. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful for it, but space engineers is a lot higher death. Like I would say that star made is good for ultra huge builds. Like if uh, you want a one to one scale kilometer long superstar destroyer or something right you want to do the then, enterprise from star trek or something yeah and the enterprise is kind of a small build oh, in okay. star made like it you can have a ridiculously huge build and have it run um but it's also not very heavy on the graphics it's a step up from minecraft but it's definitely not realistic or anything mm. um whereas space engineers is a lot prettier uh, there's a lot more like lighting and depth and like moving grass on the planet, and it's it's not pixelated at all. It's fully 3D rendered models and stuff, and so people still build pretty big things in Space Engineers, um, but a lot of things are scaled replicas, um, and they just look better. And there's more functionality to them. There's a lot of functionality that you can get in StarMade. Um, with like moving pieces or conveyors or whatever, but the pieces themselves don't really animate. Mm -hmm. So like if I had a piston, I would make it out of like some conveyor blocks and I would have to build the piston shell and have conveyor blocks in the middle and then attach an internal piece that would slide out and that would be my piston. And it would work and it would look fine, but you have to build all of it. And in Space Engineers, a piston is just an item. And it's like two blocks long and extends three times. So it extends to like six blocks or whatever. And fully animated sounds, effects, all kinds of stuff. And has an effect on the build or the world or whatever. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I started with just a ton of mods. And it, and it is, it has some similar vibes, vibes to StarMade. I like space voxel building games or even mm -hmm. just space building games. I like to build... When I played with Legos, the number one thing that I built was uh, spaceships and futuristic hover tanks and, you know, cool bases for my Lego dudes or whatever. Um, and I always loved the space sets and having that and then having them actually do something. Because in Minecraft, you can build, you know, a spaceship or whatever, but it doesn't do anything. It's static, even with mods or heavily modded, it's not really going to go anywhere well that's what made me think of the, the the enterprise example because i've seen you know probably youtube videos where people do like a tutorial like not a tutorial but a a walkthrough of their right. enterprise build in minecraft and in minecraft it's enormous you know what i mean um but i mean something that's 30 blocks high in minecraft is pretty huge to right in minecraft right so um yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's fair. I actually also own Space Engineers. Um, I I bought it in 2016, so I, I went and looked at the store page. So it actually came out of early access, I guess, um, early last year. Yeah, oh, really? February. I didn't realize it was that late. <laughs> yeah, February 28th of 2019 is when Space Engineers hit. I guess 1.0 or what? I don't know what the version. Right, was, but release early access, whatever. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, I so I was always tempted by it because it looks really cool. Um, and like you said, unlike Minecraft, you can actually build vehicles that do stuff and shoot and I don't know. Right. Stuff. Uh, but when I played it, you like started out on like an asteroid and then tried to build a base on the asteroid. But there was there was almost none of what the game seems to currently offer. I mean, you go to the Steam store page and there's shots of what looks like you know, bases on a moon and, and rovers on really lush green grass and right on ships. And I don't know. There's just a lot. Um, well, even just in, yeah, just in the background of the kind of log into the game page, there's just tons of videos that'll play of different scenarios of walking uh, mechs of a, a core driller that can drill through a whole planet and come out the other side and a bunch of people congratulate it. Like it's a, it's multiplayer if you want, um and it's there is just a lot that you can do like rovers have physics wheels work you can you can you can use the wheels there's a lot of fine tuning that you can do Mm -hmm. like you can adjust the suspension on the wheels to be tighter so that you can make like a monorail system and they will just grip blocks so you can like set your wheels sideways facing in on like an i-beam and they'll just grip onto it and you can tighten up the suspension real tight so it won't fall off and then build a monorail train that just drives around wherever and you build the track for it out of just blocks and that's pretty interesting yeah it um i'm in the same boat with you where and i think it and someday we'll have to we've talked about it we'll have to record an episode about the classic space games that kind of inspired us in our childhood but i'm in the same boat you know i see this and i was into it i bought astroneer when it when i bought it like the week it came out in early access which was a mistake yeah same Uh, i remember actually no i didn't buy astroneer until it was full release but i remember wish listing it when it was early access and wanting to follow it and i played through that one too yeah um or no man's sky you know right very different because it's not a builder in the same way i mean yeah you can build stuff but not like it's not a voxel builder like this. Where right. You, you aren't building the spaceships. Truck. You're building the base. Yeah. And it's very templated. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's not, it's not this where you could literally, I mean, arguably in a game like Minecraft or space engineers, you could, if you were willing to take the time, redesign an entire planet. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of cool. All right. So, so yeah, so you've been, you've been playing it. I mean, cause yeah, you were doing Minecraft for, I don't know, a good six to eight weeks straight or something yeah, somewhere a while, and then kind of just shifted over to this after a brief step. Pretty much. Yeah, I had kind of an, yeah. I had Far Cry Primal and then a couple of weeks of just like mobile games. I got mm. a new phone. So that was some of that is just playing with the new phone and also just kind of stuck in that limbo. I, I get stuck in that limbo for long periods of time where, I sometimes I want short, simple games, but a lot of times I want the thing that I can just play kind of no lifing. And, and especially with like a Christmas vacation sort of thing, I had a lot of time to burn and I just don't like burning that time every day playing a new game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I, I jumped into it and, and really quickly, especially with, so even in the base game, they added a lot of things that, started making the game a little bit more alive um while there's not like npcs that walk around like in like a no man's sky or something there are like trade stations and other ships that you can buy and you can trade resources or run missions or you know whatever and they're not very complex they're not the greatest implementation 
but it definitely gave me just a hint of like privateer or wing commander kind of feeling except i was building the ship to run the mission in you know and so of course heavily modded too adds and expands on that even more there's tons of enemies like i made survival difficult and and limited my own capacity in a lot of ways and that was fun for a while and I, i really enjoyed the the difficulty that was there but partially because i had like a growing list of probably i don't know 50 or 60 mods by the end of it um and a lot of difficulty elements i i got to the point where like there's not really a repercussion for death in space engineers unless like your ship gets blowed up then you just don't have a ship um but in places where i like sometimes especially with the mods that i had i would just the game thought that i had way more stuff than i did and would send some giant you know orc ship of you know a hundred thousand blocks at my base and i have like two gatling turrets and Mm. it would just nuke me from orbit or whatever um so i would reload but reloading because of the number of mods and the stuff that i had (laughs) took literally like five to eight minutes per reload (laughs) on top of all right so that was the that was the like i don't want to die because it's going to take five minutes to reload you know right right and i was spending a lot of time uh just refining resources where i drop a bunch of resources off of my base and then i walk away from my computer um and that wasn't i was starting to get to like this isn't fun so i decided to take off a lot of the things that were kind of handicapping myself and allowing myself a closer to normal playthrough and then that was fun. I had that for a while. And the more and more I got into it and watching tutorial videos and learning kind of the more in-depth mechanics, starting to learn some of the more advanced stuff, um, I stumbled into a couple of YouTube channels. And one of them was Last Stand Gamers Group um, and really started following them. They had a couple of servers that like one of them was like a Mad Max server where no thrusters, no spaceships, no atmospheric drives, only rovers, no jetpack, and a, just a desert planet, right? Kind of like a Mars-type planet. And so everybody that played on that server was playing in a Mad Max world, you know, and they would run events where they, the admins would build, you know, out of the voxels or the terrain, these like monolithic areas, like a Thunderdome kind of thing, and people could go fight in it. And there would be rare resources like in the eyes of the skull. So if you wanted to capture those, you had to get rovers in there and claim it. But then you also had to find a way to climb up to the top of the skull because you don't have a jetpack or a flying vehicle and stuff. So there was a lot of like ingenuity that was forcing people to go through. And I started getting really excited about it. I was like, this is really cool. There was another server that was a similar kind of uh, event server, except it was opposite where you couldn't build a rover because everything was just huge, spiky, cragged underground terrain. And so they were building these servers that were challenging private server events. And I was like, man, I want to, I kind of want to play on a server. Like this looks really fun. Um, but I would need to learn how to build things in vanilla because, you know, especially these servers aren't modded. They may have like one or two mods specific to that server event. Um, but a lot of stuff was vanilla. And if you want to bring something onto a server, it has to be vanilla, you know? <clears throat> so I was like, all right, well, let me start a vanilla game. 
And for one of the first times, like I said, I actually haven't done this in Minecraft, is I'm going to just start in creative mode because I want to learn how to build. I want. I already know how to build, but I want to build something without having the threat of pirates or losing oxygen or maintaining my jetpack or whatever. Right. And started kind of messing around in creative a little bit, learning all of the new tools there because it is a lot more complicated, the types of stuff you can do. And there's just a ton more menus on like changing the time of day and spawning and flying around in spectator cam or whatever. Um, so I learn all that and and I also joined up in the last day in gamers discord, start following some people there. And in one of the one of the last the whole reason that this kind of happened too was like one of the videos that I was watching on the this Mad Max server video base review or whatever event that had happened. I don't even know if that's exactly what it was alluding to, but they'd mentioned like, oh, well, this is uh, as a, he just picked up a data pad that has some of the history of the fall of the space and the fall of Nod. Mm. And I'm not, I'm again, not even certain if that's what they, if what I was thinking was what they were thinking or not, because they didn't give all of the details. That was just that one sentence. But I heard Nod and Mad Max, and I'm a huge Command and Conqueror geek. Like, I loved all of the Command and Conquerors, but most specifically, like, while the Red Alert games were good, I was a fan of, like, the Tiberium games. Um, so, you know, Tiberium Sun was probably one of my favorite games, and, like, Kane's Wrath and a ton of the other games loved all of it. So when I heard, like, the fall of Nod, I was like, no, Nod, everybody always thinks Nod falls, but the, the slogan is Kane lives. Like, mm. Kane is kind of this immortal figurehead. So... I can't. I can't let this stand. I have to bring Kane to the server, you know. <laughs> and I was like, "What better?" Like one of my favorite vehicles of all time was the Nod Spider Bike or the Attack Buggy, which is like this little four-wheeled buggy, but the wheels are on these kind of suspension arms, so it looks kind of like a spider. And I was like, "Well, I think it would be hilarious to build a spider bike because it's a Mad Max server, so that's a rover." And then put a license plate on it that just says like K4N or K- K4N3-LV5 for Kane Lives. Mm-hmm. And then just it, it, if I can make it cheap enough out of kind of basic blocks, then I don't need to have much of a base. And I can just kind of hide on the server and nobody will know that it's me. And I can just deposit this rover somewhere and maybe put some data pads in it to talk about like not activity in the area or something like injecting a little bit of lore into the server and kind of hide out and be this kind of secret entity like where is nod coming from sort of thing and i I got really excited about it so i immediately googled up reference material and finding you know images and stuff to look at and joined the server and i spent all of this last weekend uh, literally a whole day on Saturday and a, and a whole day on Sunday. The whole day on Saturday, I prototyped the bike. And then on Sunday, I was figuring out how to print it on a server and how I would go about doing it. Mm. Unfortunately, I found out that the Mad Max server ended like two months ago. <laughs> so like some of the wind and it, and I was at this point. So before I had built this rover, I was kind of at the point where I was like, am I done with Space Engineers? Because I mean, I've been playing it for like a, a month, month and a half at this point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, am I done? I don't know. And then I got re-energized. I was like, I'm going to join a public server. I'm going to put this rover on there. I'm really excited. I get it, you know, having a purpose in playing and kind of getting to share my creation and find out the server was, was ended. I was like, ah, do I just stop now? Like, and I'd gotten so much progress. Like the buggy started looking really cool. 
And I was like, do I just quit? I don't know. And so I, by this point, I'm kind of I found out by being in the last day gamers discord. And I also found out that the other server that was running was also about to close and all of the major events had wrapped up there. And I found out that they kind of do like the server opens for a month to two months and they run a cycle sort of thing. I thought all of these were running at the same time in tandem, uh-huh. but I was like, well, that's still really cool. And a lot of people were talking about the new server being probably an ice world or whatever and going back to some rover based stuff. So I'm like, well, it could still be useful. And I already had most of the buggy done. And when I was posting work on my, my work progress on the server and asking questions and getting ideas, there was at least, I mean, a lot of people were like, hey, that looks really good. You're doing a good job, whatever. But then several people actually were very engaged and we're talking like you know there was a couple people like gdi forever like down with nod and other people that were just a fan of the series or like nod lives forever sort of stuff but there was like this whole conversation like i I, a lot of saturday was spent sharing progress on my creation and just chit-chatting about space engineers and command and conquer and just gaming in general and stuff and i felt really engaged to the community and i was like well I should at least try. I should at least try to get on some multiplayer server, whether it's just whether I do this whole same shtick on a a vanilla server and just leave a rover out there as kind of my mark on one of the the main hosted servers or whatever. Or if I I do more work and try to join the last stand gamers and find out that they do kind of run a a semi subscription model through like Patreon or active and loyal members through Discord can sometimes get kind of a free access sort of pass. Um, I was like, you know what? The, I mean, even just the content of their videos is really good. It's they're not asking for much for like a monthly Patreon sub to to join up. It's like five bucks. So like, hey, I'm gonna throw five bucks at it. If for anything else, the community's been awesome. The videos are awesome. But here, I, I don't know how long I'll stay subbed, but a month or two is is definitely gonna be worth it. And maybe I'll join up in this server. And so I, I kind of hit that almost fizzled out point like two or three times. But whereas in most other games, that fizzle out point just turns into fizzling out, I found some ways to get reinvigorated and in fact have made some of the coolest looking stuff that I've made in the game yet and I'm finishing projects because I want to use them and play with them, you know? Yeah. No, I think that all makes sense. And I mean, it. Um, it so it, of course makes me think of two things completely unrelated to space engineers, <laughs> but that are similar kind of to the stories you've shared. So the first being that, uh, as you certainly know, and any of our listeners who've listened for (laughs) at least one episode, I'm sure I talked about an MMO in every episode. I'm a huge MMO guy. Um, And there's an MMO called Rift that came out, I want to say 2012. I remember that. I remember quite a few people being into it. And I I was pretty seriously considering jumping on that one, even though I didn't jump into many. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's kind of WoW clone-ish. I mean, that's not really fair because kind of all games can be called that post-WoW, right. save a few really, you know, really unique ones that ultimately don't succeed very well. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so so me and another buddy, we had played Rift at launch for about a year, actually. Um, so I actually got got pretty into Rift there for, for quite a while. And then we kind of, you know, faltered out and, and let it go. Well, sometime last year, we were thinking about booting it back up. Like, eh, maybe it would be fun to try Rift again. Right. Well, it's funny because, you know, WoW with its classic server has garnered all of this attention and all of this media 
about the classic server and 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 I'm, I play it, so I'm not mad at it or something. But but they are not the first ones to do this. Hey, what if we let you play an old version of our 10 year running MMO? Right. Lots like EverQuest has done it for years. Well, Rift also did that. They had a um, I can't remember what they didn't call it classic, but like a legacy server, or right? Where it rolled the game back to one dot again. I don't know if it's a one dot but to the the launch version. And uh, and then they would reintroduce the content, and and so me and my buddy saw this, and we were really excited. And I, I mean, we were we had our credit cards out, and we're ready to like buy the subscription and, and start playing. And I was like, let me just double check some things, and got to looking around, and it turned out that the server was actually due to shut down like two weeks oh. from when we had it. So similar kind of experience, right. where you like get all hyped, and then it's like, oh wait, this isn't a thing anymore. Though, like, oh yeah, I was kind of heartbroken. Like, and I was like three quarters of the way through the build, yeah. and I was like, I was ready to just like, I quit. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done playing this game. I was already burned out, and now I don't get to do the thing that I was wanting to do. I spent all this time. I wasted my whole Saturday. I'm done. I'm just done for good. You know, right? But yeah, it uh, it's definitely can be disappointing. But um, but what I will say is that. You know, an MMO is is a different beast, but this kind of game, where it's a you know kind of a survival sandbox, and and even if I mean I think Space Engineers has had uh, multiplayer maybe since launch. I mean certainly I for think very so, long. Yeah, I think so, it may have only been two or four at launch, but it's it's grown and now it's full server based. So right, and, and so not to say that they didn't have multiplayer in mind or that that's not one of the things they design around, but. You know, an MMO is very much designed to be this like balanced experience with for all the players. Whereas in a game like this, it's not, and oftentimes it's not just simply based on time. Because if I started on a server three weeks ahead of you, it's just going to be hard. And I've played consistently; it's going to be hard to make up the ground right. that gained because you can just accumulate infinite stuff. Right. right. Um. So it's it's good that they're doing this. Um. That they do recycle it because y- yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought very like at first I was really disappointed by it, but I, I, I soon realized I was like that with monthly resets, I only have to wait a couple of weeks and I can at least start at the same. Now, I may not if I'm playing solo, I don't I won't build as fast as a whole faction. Right. But at least I'll build at the same rate as solo players. So. Right. Well, and, and like, you know, so the game that I probably have the most experience with, it's this vein of survival sandboxy type game online. It would be Ark. And in Arc, you know, you can join a, a public server, but they never reset. So you just you end up going against people that have, again, years and, and right. not just solo players, entire tribes or as they're called in that, but factions, guilds, whatever that have literal years of amassed wealth and resources. Right, and you're just not going to do anything. Yeah, even if you manage to deplete everything that they have at the ready they've got backups forever. You right, know? Yeah. So it, just, it takes them a day and they are restocked. Um, so yeah, but, but so in an effort to circumvent that, we joined an arc, me and another buddy joined an arc private server and we were so excited about it because it did a, a reset. And when we found it, it had just recently been a new, a new reset. Um, maybe even that day that we found it, and so we were really excited, like, awesome, it's a reset. It's not this public server with these huge alpha tribes right. dominating everyone. Um, and and I couldn't figure out, though, like, why would 
a group of people pay to host this server for free. Like, I mean, I, I get it. It's probably not that great of an expense, but still like I'm not paying 10 bucks a month. So 20 strangers can play right. on a server that I, like, I don't care. Soon, soon found out after a few hours of playing that the server, if you went to their website, actually offered the option for you to build ready-made bases, top-level dinosaurs completely maxed out. So while it didn't charge you at all to play on the server, you very much were at the mercy of pay-to-win. Yeah, right? that's because, a super pay. It's like obvious pay-to-win. Like, right. And there's, I mean, you can obviously you can accomplish all that stuff in the game, but it would take a very long again time if you take all the way away from somebody that has a lot of disposable income then they get it back instantly mm-hmm. and, and they don't care about like oh well ten dollars for a dinosaur and i just respawn with it now so right and if you're a top paying person that gets ganked by a free person the admins might just take favor on you you know right i mean and honestly it it's in their interest too because they make money <laughs> from you and they don't from this other person so right um, all of that was just a long way to get to. I just I, I think it's awesome that they're doing the that they're refreshing the servers regularly. And I think it's really cool that they're doing a subscription model because it it does make sense that the server has to be paid for somehow. It sounds like they're actually doing a lot of moderation with the community, so they're engaged. It's yeah, not they're like they very, just... yeah, they're very engaged in the community. And I think the biggest thing that kind of brought me in is they run story driven events. Yeah, like it's not just like a hey, we're going to host a battle royale or something. It's like they'll come in like several of the admins. There's a pretty large admin group, and sometimes they may even recruit other players or whatever if they're not busy. And they'll have like, okay, well, we have 10 of these pre-made light ships, right? So everybody hop in one, stay in formation, and we're not going to shoot anyone unless we're shot at. But we're running a uh, scouting mission or whatever, or we're escorting a freighter or something and they'll put posts in the chat like a freighter has been spotted with escorts you know the science guys want you to get the data pad that's on it if you can hack into it and then the military guys want you to capture it or whatever right and the different factions it's a it's a raid event it's it's set up it's all there um, one of them I watched was this big science facility that like something is contained deep within the facility we want you to find out what it is and not only did the facility itself have traps and mazes and a riddle with a puzzle that you had to solve and different things would trigger if like there were sensors set up where if things were broken, then it would spawn drones or whatever and different bits of data pads and lore and LCD screens with story bits all within it. Just that was cool enough. But on, on top of that, there were admins running as some of these drones or as, you know, interacting with the player community as the NPCs. And like we're trying, the science community is trying to bring in at their science vessel. You've got to protect it, you know, to, to escape or whatever. And all of this, while that's like a whole event that's happening as like a ground unit and like first person view with a, a, a gun and a welder or whatever, You've also got getting to the event, everybody, all the clans, ships come out, everybody tries to rush to secure the location. And so you have sudden alliances happening and ship on ship combat while there's person on person PvP happening on the ground. And it's this big giant event. And even as like a solo player, you can sneak past all of these giant ships in a small fighter and fly past all of them, and try to dive on the objective or whatever. 
and or snipe out if there's a team of people on the inside get behind them and try to snipe them out or whatever it, it was just so involved there was like that brings the game to life like the game has a fair amount of life on its own but adding that lore and adding that flavor is something that i love i mean we talked about in my minecraft that's what kept me playing minecraft was building some of that story and then, mm-hmm. and so them being willing to be involved in crafting structures and ships and events and whatever sometimes to harass the players sometimes as like a raid event or whatever is all of that is just like they put a lot of heart into the server into running it and they aren't just setting out setting up a server and saying everybody go for it you know they're really involved so i was really impressed by that right yeah no that's really cool and, and i mean i think it's interesting and and I get that no video game is D and D, so I'm not trying to, to put right. it in the same bucket. But I mean, to some extent, kind of what you're describing, and you kind of did it for yourself in Minecraft. But what you're getting, I mean, it's almost kind of similar to like a, a DM guided dungeon master that guided experience, right? Where like there's a framework that exists, but then someone else is coming in and kind of putting a story and putting right. things into it give you more context for for what you could do within the game right yeah and you don't have to follow it or whatever and some people do and some so there are meme clans that just post memes all up in their server or whatever or in their base and just kind of laugh and giggle and and harass people and be trolls and then there's serious kind of rp clans or whatever and and just having that is 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 kind of cool because i feel like one of the things that i've not gotten to experience a lot in kind of building games in general and Minecraft and Terraria and whatever. And I've had a little bit of experience in there was that, that sharing aspect, that multiplayer aspect. Like I did get to get in the dev server on the the Minecraft for a little bit, but it ended up not really being what I wanted from an experience. And, you know, I've had some multiplayer Terraria, but it always kind of fizzles out. And Yeah. Well, no, that that's what it reminded me of is, is very much the Devcraft server that you joined on Minecraft because really you were kind of hoping that the experience that you would get from that would be what it sounds like this server is offering. Right. Um, I mean, and you've said this, but you know, it's not to the fault of the devcraft people. They use the server for developing mods and that's actually what it's used for. Not really for playing and sharing and showing things. Right. Um, Whereas with this, it's it's not that, you know, right. And it's play. It was also interesting. The amount of support I had available to me, especially in a game that I feel is, has a smaller community is a little dated. It's not, it's not Minecraft. It's not, you know, it's, it's a much smaller game. So when I jumped into their server, and again, this isn't even an official server. This is their own private server. And I jumped into their discord and everybody was, I didn't just post a picture and have one person say nice or neat or ignore me completely. I had right. like half a dozen people engage in lengthy conversations and like, this is the concept art that I'm using. These are my ideas. What do you guys think? I'm having trouble with this or that. Or I also just didn't know a lot about how to bring a build onto a server and how it's constructed and how the rules work in the game for there's certain things that won't function properly that you can spawn a blueprint in in creative mode fine, but you won't be able to print that blueprint on a server. Mm. And so just like learning and everybody was super helpful and really I just had fun just hanging out with them. So I was like, I felt like they vetted themselves very quickly as a good community. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, actually, so I just pulled up the, you can go to the um, Steam player count where it'll show you oh, yeah. player count. And this is just for today. So it's right. not, you know, lifetime or anything like that. But I mean, you know, for for this particular day, um, Space Engineers is actually at 11,500 is the peak. That's a little um, bit more than I figured, but... It is me too. I was going to say, and that's actually nothing to sneeze at no. because, you know, No Man's Sky, for example, 6,700. No Man's Sky has had, I, I don't know, let's let's estimate 50,000 times more marketing dollars spent <laughs> right. on it. No Man's Sky was on Good Morning America, I right. think, when it was launched. Um, so it's, it's beating that out. It's got more than Elite Dangerous, which is actually a really popular space yeah. sim. Now, you don't build in that, so it's a little different, but... Um, this will attract similar players. No, that is really impressive. I mean, I, I one thing that it does play kind of similarly to, at least in some aspects, is RoboCraft. And even at, not its peak peak, but like when it was most popular, I guess that's weird to say. It's I don't feel like its peak was when it was most popular, but maybe that's just me. Um, I feel like maybe most balanced. <laughs> But it was like two thousand players, and that was yeah. that was a decent amount to be able to get into a match. I think they maxed at like fourteen thousand players for like a month or something like that. But it it didn't last there long, and it went downhill pretty fast. And so for something like Space Engineers that's been out as long as it has to still have that kind of player base is really impressive. That's I, I am yeah. impressed by. I mean, Fallout Four is at fifteen thousand, and that's a Fallout game, right? Yeah. So it's it again not not to just be on the number forever, but that's yeah it's definitely got a healthy community. Yeah, um, and I don't know if it's available anywhere other than Steam either. Um, I don't think like so. I wonder if you can buy it from the publisher. I don't know. Um, either way, yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely a lot of players. I mean, yet another MMO related relation. But back in the day when I used to play Dark Age of Camelot, I mean the server that we played on, if it was at 2000, cause actually back then, which no MMO does this now, but back then they actually on their website would show you a live count of players per server. Right. And the server we played on a peak times was around 2000. And it was, I mean, it was jam packed. Like 2000 people was a lot to play with. Right. And I get that 10,000 is not all on one server, but the point just being that that's certainly a healthy community um, that, yeah, I would say there's no no sign of that. Well, and it's it's way. it's a healthy overall community, which means that the sub communities can also still have a healthy number of players. Like it, it, in some games that I've gotten into, um, there may be a, a decent number of people playing overall, but the specific sub genre community that's in there that I would be interested in um, isn't very lively, and you might take six hours to get a reply on a Discord or a forum post or a Reddit or something like that, where there's two or three posts a day. With 11,000 players, you can have a decently sized subgroup of those players dedicated to a certain style of play, and that still be popular. Um, yeah. To at least get consistent. I mean, there's there is was so much going on in chat that I could not keep up which right. was kind of rare for me. Like even, even in like a level head discord or something, I could usually kind of keep up, but it was getting, I mean, even that's probably getting a little out of hand now and having to be divided up into rooms, but it was still just really nice to see like that the people were engaged and I don't, it's not that I'm doing it for the feedback, but 
I haven't done a lot of like even when I was doing Kerbal builds and stuff and YouTube videos and forum posts on that, I would get maybe one or two people interested. Um, in lengthy, like I spent a month working on this project that I've documented this space exploration mission from start to end and poured all this story and heart and soul into. And like a couple of people are engaged and it's, that's not what I'm doing it for. But when you do get the engagement, like I posted something that to me was kind of like it was a significant deal for me. Like I haven't finished a lot of builds and space engineers and definitely not something that it does an accurate job of representing an in-game vehicle from another game or something, you know, a recreation and having people be genuinely interested. Like there were so like not only did one person, but multiple people said I have attempted that build. Cause I did specifically the third war generation three nod buggy, um, which is mm. very angular and has a, a weird shape to it. And multiple people said, no, I have not, I have a tried that build and could not successfully build it. So hats off to you for even trying and it looks really good. So like, and, and not just one person saying that, but multiple, like not only is there a community here, but there's a sub community that likes command and conqueror that there's tons of people that have just focused solely on recreating command and conqueror buildings and vehicles in space engineers. And there's a healthy number of them. And I was like, that's, that's imp I love this. This is great. I feel kind of at home for a little while, you know, and, yeah, I mean, I think, though, you know, I think there's a stigma that is, um, I get it. It, it. Certainly, you know, certainly someone that is only seeking validation to base their self-esteem off of, like, that can go to a, a bad place where, where you just end up feeling bad about yourself a lot. But I, I, I think that there's oftentimes too much association with that sentiment with people genuinely just wanting to create and share. Th I mean, you know, the, we made this podcast, but we didn't make it so that we could sit around and listen to it. Right. I mean, right. maybe in the future, we'll think it's cool to, you know, Oh man, remember when we were idiots 20 <laughs> years ago, we're so smart now we'll say. Um, but like, I, I mean, th that's the reason that people communicate, right? That is, that is, and that's a, a very fundamental part of being human is wanting to, to come up with something and share it with people and have other people also be interested in it. Right. And I don't think it's always, I think there's too much emphasis put on it, making it to be like some petty thing or right. some. And it, thing. there's it's a lot not. of examples where it's gross. And I don't think that this is one of those, but it, no, it's but it's also just kind of weird in my own life to have that much interest in what I'm doing. You know, like I even had a person follow up and ping me overnight and say, Hey, did you finish that build? Right. And I was like, so I wake up the next morning with a pending notification asking about it. And I'm like, uh, there's almost accountability now. Now I have to finish it. You know, they want to download it. Like they want to see it and play with it. And it's like that, not that that was something that we could do with Legos as a kid, because you couldn't download a Lego set from somebody else. Um, but that like, that was something that even when I made something cool out of Lego, there wasn't a whole lot of people to share it with. We lived in a pretty small town and you know, it's not something you could put up on the fridge and, you know, right. attach it with a magnet and say, look at the cool thing I did or take it to school even. Cause I can't, I don't want to bring my expensive Legos to well, school. And we grew up before Instagram or Snapchat. Right, or where I, no, but I wasn't going to be sharing it any other way. You used to get a Polaroid. Yeah, exactly. 
I have a couple of shots of old Lego sets, but not of anything right. good that I made. <laughs> yeah. None of the good stuff. And to be clear, to be clear I mean, I, I know that you were comfortable with where you're at. The reason I, I that I brought that point up is just that, just for the listeners, like, I mean, what I'm hearing is just, you know, with both with both Minecraft and this, even though those were different experiences in a lot of ways, a thing that has really been valuable in both of those experiences is the the notion of being able to share it with people. And when you actually happen to find a community like you did that is engaged in the same things and is, you know, equivalently passionate about whatever it is that you're, whatever you're venturing into, it just adds a ton to it. And that's, you know, that's independent of gaming. I mean, if you want to go hiking and you find a hiking group, it's more fun, right? right? Yeah. Uh, I think that shared experience is, and and that's something that I have shied away from in games a lot, whether it be like, I don't play a lot of multiplayer games or, or MMOs or anything, or even just, I don't talk about a lot of games that I played too much outside of select individuals. Um, that like I've just missed a whole section of gaming in, in shared community that I didn't realize how interesting it could be. And I think that I'm now in the same way that like, you know, searching for mods is an adventure searching for not just a gaming community, but a gaming community that shares in the same way that I want to share is something that's a very new and interesting journey for me. Like I am not, I loved my time with the DevCraft server and with those people and that experience was less about sharing Minecraft builds and more about sharing Minecraft knowledge and like mod creation and coding. Like I talked with people about bug testing and fixing and implementation and game design and theory and like what else should a mod contain? How should it play? How should it advance? You know? So it was not about like, Oh, look at this cool orc building that I built in Minecraft. It was like, how should I make this Firefly mod more engaging? You know, do, is the content flowing properly? And having game design discussions, which is also something that I love doing. And mm-hmm. and so while it wasn't the community that I was seeking at the time, it was still a really interesting community that I very much so enjoyed my time with. And I got to share my experiences with. It, it's a, Instead of sharing what I was building, I was sharing my thoughts and design ideas about their mods um Mm -hmm. which was still very engaging and very fun to do and i think i'm starting to kind of narrow in that focus of now i'm looking for a community that i can share the gameplay aspect with like i don't want to worry about mods which is rare for me and and i don't want to you know i want to share the things that i'm building i want to share the designs i want to share the lore or whatever and I want to adapt to what other people are throwing in and, and play with it and see what happens. And so it's a while it's a whole new experience, it's also something that like it's it's just another journey. It's another piece of it's not the game that matters. Like Space Engineers is a vessel for me to share creation with others. And right. I think that like I can talk, you know, I can like their creations. I could talk to them about how awesome their jet engine designs were or the, their replica or whatever it is and, and engage with them on that and get their feedback on my stuff and see where I can improve. And it's just, it's something kind of new for me to experience to, to get into a community like that, especially around gaming, 
that that is so engaged. So I I'm really enjoying finding the social aspect of gaming and really like creations are meant to be shared and right you know like my intent originally was to share them by dropping off a rover on a server with the full knowledge that somebody's probably just going to scrap it but that maybe they might talk about it and i wanted basically to start a rumor and and share through the experience of finding something that they didn't expect and now i'm working on building my own faction and you know, trying to share in the experience of a new server spin up that's about to occur, you know, and right. Yeah, I think online gaming, um, you know, it just it has a lot of connotations because competitive online games can be pretty toxic. You know, you can get, you know, go play Halo online or, or something and get pwned noob. You know I've, what I mean? I've get definitely dropped out of League of Legends and Dota oh, 2 so many times. Right, yeah, and it, they're they're all that way. Uh, I mean, I think every competitive game ultimately is going to bring that part out, at least in some of the players. Right. Not, not every player yeah. is a troll, but, but you're going to get that. And you know, if you're of that mindset too, and and you're ready to you know to go at it, then maybe that's appealing. And and so not that there's not a place for it, but certainly when you're trying to be creative, it, you know it's just a little bit more vulnerable space. I mean, technically you could be creative in overwatch with the way that you. you Yeah. But it's a little bit different. You're not even with like a league of legends or something. You're like, you're not crafting an ex you're, I mean, you are a part of a team and you're playing a game and there's creativity in that, but you're not, you're crafting the experience of the competition. It's not, not, yeah, you're not crafting some work of art or something. And sharing art is difficult because like no artist thinks they're good at art. Everybody, right. every artist, well, not that I've met, largely knows where they should be improving and focuses on that. And so when they share something, it's like, sure, you want people to like it, but you know where it's wrong, what went wrong. You know the right. scratches and dings on the other side that nobody can see that you feel bad about. Right. And so having, you don't want somebody to point those out, but it also is great when somebody just appreciates it and because you just kind of never expect it. Right. Yeah. No, I think that there's a lot. Um, I think there's a lot to be said about it. And the word you keep using is, is good is, is community. There's a lot to be said for finding a, a healthy community. And I, you know, just, I mean, this is a perfect example of don't be afraid to try and find communities. Don't be afraid to, to put yourself out there. And sometimes you will encounter a group of people that suck. Right. I mean, happens. in a League of Legends game, there's what, 10 players per game. Uh, in 10 matches that's 100 players if only one person is a jerk in that 100 players which is a small percentage in 10 games it can still ruin it still can ruin a whole day of gaming (laughs) yes yes it can all 10 of those games can be ruined by one terrible game and in my experiences it's usually closer to maybe two or three games per terrible player (laughs) right i was gonna say it's definitely much higher than than one out of 100 but um but yeah, but the point just being like, don't don't overgeneralize and assume that all online gaming communities are represented by one that you had a bad experience with, or even ten that you had a bad experience with, right? Because there there are so many communities now, and I mean, Discord is so interesting to me um, be, because I remember you know playing MMOs back in the day. It was Team Speaker Ventrilo, right? And yeah. I mean, there's, those, there's song. I think the the Dota song mentions Vent, 
Like, oh, does it? yeah, there's a, I don't think it's an official song, but there's a song, a very popular song that, in, that mentions Dota. I can't remember the, it's a rave song. Can't remember the name. Um, Scooter, okay. I think. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, and those were just very much servers that you could get on and talk to each other on voice chat. Yeah. And that was really the only purpose. Um, and, and to do those, you either had to spin up your own server or pay for it to have one hosted. Right. And Discord just allowing people to just set up on the fly a server that's not just for voice chat, but that also can have announcements and have news Text, sections. And images, have, videos. Yeah. And, and you could, it's just so, there's so many pop-up communities is what I'm mm-hmm. getting to. And Discord is such a great resource for that because... I mean, there's probably, I mean, it's, it's kind of like <laughs> Discord's almost like the, the 2020, and I know it's been out longer than that, but whatever, the modern version of like GeoCities or something, you know, like kind where everyone of, yeah. gets to have their own little website. Like, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, well, it's like a it's live much Reddit sort of thing. Like, yeah, it's much more easy to interact on Discord than it was in GeoCities. So it's right. not really a good comparison, but I just mean where like oh, everyone there is gets one to have for everything. There yeah. was a GeoCity site for everything. Right. And for those of you that don't know what GeoCities is, just Google it because it's it's not really that fascinating and I don't care to talk about it. <laughs> <enough>. um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, so yeah, it sounds like Space Engineers is going pretty well. Um, I will quickly mention. Uh, yeah, yeah. What have you I've I've hogged this whole thing. Oh. <laughs> what have you been? playing? Um, so I, of course, have still been playing WoW. Um and Am I, I correct? You, I saw you stream the other night. I did. Yeah, yeah. That's that's something I th- I figure we'll talk about at the at the closing. But people should uh, should definitely follow us on Twitter because I'm going to begin streaming on a I don't know what schedule, but we'll I'll, I'll announce on Twitter. Basis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and I know that you have streamed in the past, yep. and I know with Head coming out, you're planning to to jump back into that. I definitely am. Uh, and I hope my hope is that we can do some like co-op stream or yeah, something. Yeah, we'll do That'd some co-op stuff. We might do some live podcasting even. Who knows? It'll get there. Yeah. But um but yeah, so I, I did I did stream a little bit of me playing WoW Classic. Um but I actually just had one specific story I wanted yeah. to share that kind of a I think it it, it and there's a lot of reasons that I love MMOs. I think the, the major reason is that I'm just fascinated by huge open worlds. Um I just I just love them, which is why I love GTA so much. Right. Because in a single player kind of world, GTA represents that. Um, and I get that there's a lot of more open world games than just GTA, but it's the the it is yeah, it's a very well constructed world, and it's very big for a single person to wander through. It's a whole. It's it's like trying to explore your your way through New York City by yourself. Like I mean, it's huge. Right. It's massive. Right. Um. But so I, in playing WoW Classic, you also get a subscription to WoW Retail, the modern version of WoW. Um, it it combined, con- contains both for one sub. So I, of course, own all of the modern WoW expansions. So I have, I can just play that as well and play the, the current version. Um, so I've been doing that as well. On my server in Classic, we get queues sometimes still. And depending on what time I'm logging in, I may not want to wait for that queue. So the other day I'm playing in WoW Retail. And I'll, I'll, for for non-WoW players, I'm going to try and give some context, but not get too into the weeds. Sure. <laughs> so I'm 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 leveling in. I'm I think I'm like level 68 or something, 
And so I'm out leveling in the one of the zones that's appropriate for that level range. And in that zone, flying is unlocked. So you can have a, a, a flying mount. Um, so I'm, I'm running around leveling and this enemy warrior player charges me and, and attacks me while I'm killing a mob. So I, I teleport away and, and, and take off running and eventually break combat and summon my flying mount so I can take off. It's like a, I don't know, three to five second cast time for the mount. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's not instant. Right. So I get mounted and I take off and I, I pan my camera behind and look and the dude is not there. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I got away. Well, then all of a sudden it shows like it pops up that I have a target, even though I haven't clicked on anyone. And the target is that guy. And it shows you, you can see abilities or spells that people are using right. who are being targeted. And it shows him casting this thing called Netomatic. And it turns out that the Netomatic is used to shoot people who are flying on mounts <laughs> so that it will ground them to basically force them to fight you. Right. Um, so I get hit with this net and I land and I blink away and run and break combat, mount again, take off again. Well, this goes on for several m- minutes after that with this guy constantly netting me and me landing and then barely getting away and then retaking off. So eventually I'm on this like sparkly unicorn playing Top Gun with this dude, like, <laughs> going around mountains and, like, trying to, like, so hook So he mounted up and, like, flying and try to chase you, too? Is, and he is higher level than I am, so he has a faster flying mount than I do. Ah. So I can't outrun him. <laughs> because at one point, he did actually break line of sight, and I saw him go another way, and I was like, yes! And then saw him and see me. turned the corner. And... Exactly. Could be my wingman any day. Anyway, so... <laughs> So he's he's chasing me, and once in a while, like probably two or three times, he's caught me and hit me once before I could escape again. Right. My health is at like twenty five percent, and I'm 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 still running, and it it it's funny because there's not really a significant consequence for dying. It's I don't lose money, I don't lose experience. Right. Take even thirty seconds to get back to my body. Yeah, but probably. screw that guy, get away. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a horror movie. Like I'm like actually. Like, and like like oh god is he there is he there like i'm legitimately kind of frightened which is ridiculous but i mean that I mean that's immersion you know a full immersion um and so so finally one more one last time i'm up in the air and then netomatic comes and then it hits me and it doesn't it doesn't instantly like teleport you to the ground it just like slows your movement and drags you down so so as I'm being drugged down, I'm also queued for a dungeon. And in, in modern WoW, you can just, from anywhere in the world, queue for a dungeon, and you select if you want to be a tank, a healer, or a DPS, and then it will automatically group together people who have queued for the appropriate roles and the appropriate dungeon types. And once it's found a group, it will automatically put the group together and summon you all to the dungeon. Nice. So it allows you to continue playing while you're waiting for a group, which, yeah, it is nice. Um, and so I'm falling and as I'm falling, my dungeon queue pops up <laughs> that the group is ready. So I hit accept. Well, what it does is it shows you all five members of the group and who's accepted and who hasn't. Oh, so it doesn't accept. It'll just cancel the group right. and put you back to the floor. 
So I'm falling through midair. The dungeon queue popped. I'm like, yes, and I hit accept. And the healer hasn't accepted yet, right? <laughs> Except the healer has a little question mark over his like, And I'm like, oh, please, please, please. And right before I hit the ground, he accepts, and I instantly teleport to the dungeon, thereby escaping this guy and just vanishing in thin Yeah, just permanently. And, and without alt F4-ing. Like... Correct. Well, and that would done it, because in, in MMOs, if you don't log out in, like, a town, typically, you, you don't it doesn't log your character out instantly. Right, so even though yeah. you're, you're gone, you may have a, a several minute wait or something. Right. Yeah. So, so yes, yeah, so I just vanished from thin air and I was <laughs> absolutely filled with glee. And I was telling all the, these random strangers in my dungeon party and they were like, Oh, he's going to be waiting for you. And, and he was not actually, he, he just had to eat it. So I was very <laughs> pleased. And it's, it, it's those kinds of, and that's why I said that like, it's almost kind of the quintessential story of why I love, MMOs and, and really PvP and MMOs because you just get these completely serendipitous, ridiculous situations that are are that will probably never happen again. You I know mean, what I mean? Not, like, that, that human element is difficult to recreate. Like in a video game, you may have like a chase level or whatever, but it's all set up right. and it's always the same if you die and replay it or whatever. But this had no rules, it had no script. You tried to go wherever. You almost lost him. You know, you did dodge around mountains and use the terrain and thinking on the fly. Like, that's right. awesome. And, it, and it's cool, frankly, that I'm a tiny little gnome mage riding a sparkly unicorn running from a guy on a giant dragon. <laughs> through like, that's cool. Right, like, that's, that's awesome. just cool. That's, that's... fundamentally cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. it. It reminds me when I played WoW when it wasn't called classic, it was just 2007 right. or whatever. Um, but it was when, when flying mounts were pretty new and the same kind of deal that happened. I was a, I was playing a Druid and one of the benefits of the Druid when it comes to flying is that you can turn into a bird. So with every other class, you have to summon a mount still. Like I said, it takes right. three to five seconds, but with the Druid, if you're out of combat, you hit the, change into bird button and instantaneously you're a bird and now you can take off flying right so i'm running from these dudes and we all have the fastest ground mounts um so i'm not getting away from them really but they're they can't gaining. catch me right. right but they're also not stopping <laughs> they're very <laughs> persistent so same deal i take off running and i'm like oh yeah there's a cliff over there so i just beeline for the cliff get to the cliff jump off, dismount in midair, and then turn into a bird and just take off. And there's just zero chance they can catch me because they have to unmount, <laughs> resummon. It's that moment mount. where the bad guys stop at the cliff and shake their fists yeah. at you. And... <laughs> yeah. 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 Maybe I just like escape scenes. I don't know. But either way, it was, um, yeah, it, it, it reminded me of that. And it's like, that's, it's those kinds of experiences that I just absolutely, I just get giddy for it. And again, I didn't kill someone. I didn't pwn. I didn't, right. <laughs> I just barely, without any dignity even. <laughs> Some no people would say it. you just warp to a dungeon and. <laughs> right, kinda, but in my head, right. we've got a 15 minute story out of here. Folks, so. <laughs> I think that's um, an awesome story. And I think that's, because again, it's not like you provoked this guy and then no. teleported to the dungeon. Like, no. Although that would still be funny it to would, me if I yeah. did that. <laughs> no, I, I like like most of the time in my life, innocent bystander. Just and, attacked and out of nowhere. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad that this is recorded, by the way. Um, it's still not proof. We have to get a Twitch clip for it to be proof. <laughs> like, 
I'll stream again. I'll have to provoke to try and generate it. The thing is, is I'll never find someone who's because that guy probably was slightly incompetent at chasing <laughs> me down, right? Because it's not like I'm the master of escape right. or something. So probably if I tried to recreate it, I would just get farmed <laughs> over and over again, and then that would be disappointing for me. Free but, PvP rep right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but I don't know. It just it, It's not the same as what you were talking about because it's not really community in well, the same way. I'm not, like, sharing that with that guy. It's the human element. Yes, yes. And I think that, that the human element, you know, in, in my case is people sharing in creation. And and if I do end up on the server, which I'm hoping to, um, they could end up as my opponents or my allies or I could get turned on or backstabbed or whatever. So, like, there's still a lot of human element there. It, right now, it's just sharing and kind of, you know, art swapping or whatever. But that's right. still a human element. There's still risk in that. There's still reward. And oh, absolutely. I would say there's more risk in that than in if I would have died to that guy, right? Yeah, I like mean, there's more. There's a lot less you ego to be hurt. hurt yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but I don't know. It's just, I, but that is funny that your human element is like, well, me and my people like share and create cool stuff or whatever. And I'm like, oh, me and my people chase each other and trying to but that's share and create too because that's i mean it's a story (laughs) that because that story could have ended any number of ways and you weren't fully in control of it i would hope that that guy would be like there was this effing gnome i was so close and then he teleported away what who does that how Uh, timing just the timing (laughs) so happy so happy yeah, obviously I don't get a ton of wins because I'm very <laughs> pleased by this tiny, insignificant, meaningless win. <laughs> uh, um, the more times than not, you're just the guy that stands there and apologizes while somebody takes way too long to kill you. <laughs> correct, correct, correct. Yes, I, yeah, that was a story. Also, I shared with you the other day. Yeah. You know, I uh, I don't know. I don't know why these people are so mad. You know, <laughs> actually, I will share one more story of of that I thought was just a hilarious like and this was from the classic server but it's just a hilarious like that's not the way it works or that's not the game we're playing kind of sentiment right so I play on a pvp server in classic and I I show up at this quest location and there's this dude who is putting some bait on the ground and and when you put the bait on the ground it summons a quest mob and you kill it and that's it so I'm there for the same quest well he's already doing it well, instead of fighting him or whatever, because I don't care. I'm just trying to level, and I don't really want to fight him and create this enemy right, right now, you know? Like, I just want to get through this quest. So I see him summon the mob, so I run up to him, and instead of attacking him, I just helped him kill the mob. And so he slash thanks me as as I run away, and I'm like, you know, whatever. I'm going to go do something real quick, and then I'll come back and do the quest myself. Right. So as I'm running away, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, here it is on this PvP server. Everyone's at each other's throats all the time, but not me. You know, like, I'm the guy who's willing to be nice and help out the enemy even even when I could have ganked him. And, uh, and yeah, you don't, you don't always have to fight these people. Literally, as I'm having that series of thoughts, get charged by a dude, knocked off my mount, kills me. <laughs> Great. No problem. No problem. No problem. It's random. It's random. Right. Yeah, you know. Um, get my body continue on to where i was going that guy is at that location also kills me on site immediately okay no problem no problem 
finish up the quest in that zone. So it's probably another 30 minutes have gone by. Get back to where you turn in the quest, and, and it's at the back of this cave that I have to go. I'm turning in the quest, and I'm reading through the NPC that you turn the quest into, which I've successfully completed turning in all the quests. So as far as, like, the XP gains, those are already accounted for. Right. NPC shows you this book that has some kind of cool pictures in it. Oh, nice. I'm like, oh, I'll look through these pages. As I'm looking through these pages, that same guy shows up yet again, ganks me a third time. <laughs> and it was just like, it was just like, like I tried to be nice and it was just like, you know, like lightning strike. Like, it's like a groundhog no. day, but there's an arch enemy the whole time that you just can't yeah. eat that like shows up it's everywhere just... you're going and kills you every time. <laughs> Right, exactly. It was just like bad Care Bear. Like, that's not what we do on this server. You kill when you see. You do not help. Bad Care Bear. And I was just like, fine, fine. I'll gank un... un gank you know, everything. Any... You have to kill everyone. Yeah. Gosh. Yes, I, my bad. I didn't know. I didn't know the deal. But uh, but anyway, yeah, I thought that was kind of amusing, too. But uh, but yeah, I've, I mean, WoW is probably the thing I've been playing the, the most still recently. Um, I've, I've, I've got some other things, but I'll, I'll save it for another time. Um, but yeah, wow. Still going strong with wow classic. And that's, that's what I streamed last night a bit and, uh, probably what I'll stream again sometime here in the near future. Awesome. So. so that's all for our episode today. We'd love for you to join the discussion and tell us what communities you love by tweeting your thoughts to us at P U Y S pod and follow us on Twitter to make sure you get notified of our streaming times. And who knows if your tweet inspires us, we might discuss it on air. If you like this episode, please rate, star, thumbs up, and review us wherever you're listening. It really does make a difference. If you'd like to hear more of Walker's insights, go ahead and check out his other podcast, The Walk Show, everywhere podcasts are found. Hey NFL fans, Dak Prescott here. Want to spend Sunday afternoons with your favorite teams and players? Switch to DirecTV and get NFL Sunday ticket included at no extra cost. I'm talking every live out-of-market game every Sunday, no matter where you live. So switch to DirecTV to get the 2020 NFL Sunday ticket season included at no extra cost. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Out-of-market games only. Requires choice package or above. Minimum $74.99 a month before discounts. Prices higher in second year. Regional sports fee up to $9.99 a month applies. 24-month agreement, activation, other fees, terms, and restrictions apply. Everything in this shed, starting with those. Okay, gotta fix all of these. That, that'll be so easy. This needs some love for sure. Definitely that. True DIYers see projects everywhere. From repainting patio furniture to repurposing an old light fixture. For all of those to-dos, trust Krylon Fusion All-in-One Paint and Primer Spray Paint. It bonds to difficult surfaces and gives you maximum rust protection with no sanding or priming. And that's that. Krylon. Today we spray.